For the first time in the nation's history, in 1992, they were crowned African champions after beating Ghana on penalties. For the second time in the nation's history, in 2015, they were crowned African champions once again after beating Ghana via penalties. Well, as I speak to you, they are the current winners of the African Cup of Nations, and this time around, they didn't have to beat Ghana via penalties. Yes, it is no longer news that the elephants of Côte d'Ivoire on Sunday night defeated the Super Eagles of Nigeria at Abidjan to be crowned once more the champions of Africa for the third time in their nation's history. Fairy tale ending, you would call it. I wouldn't know. I just want to welcome you, my fans, to the season two of Fans Corner with Maxi. And yes, welcome to 2024 because this is our first episode of FCWM in 2024. You know me. I'm your sincerely Maxi the good guy. But you gotta be Maxi for short. You are welcome once again. I'll be right back. Cup of nations, we go carry I've come one time, we go baby. We want Palestine strong, let them know. See, no go. Say, we know they carry last. Yeah, I know. Me, I know. Press their neck like me, I know. This cup, I'm on a wicked and giant of Africa. Oh, see, man, you do give me joy. You will be, they give me joy. I can't give they give me joy. Oh, Melo, you do give me joy. I know you do give me joy. I repo, you do give me Joy, joy, joy. Well, irrespective of whatever might have happened at AFCON, irrespective of whatever is going on in the country, I believe Nigerians are naturally joyful people, even though there's nothing to be joyful about. But man, come on, man, be positive. <laughs> be positive about everything, yeah, you get. And then fairy tales do happen in football, it is normal, you get. It is even common with the fans of this particular London club. Yeah, that club that wears blue. Their fans are used to fairy tales, and then you know, fairy tale is not it's not it's not it's not it's not it's not a bad thing. But looking at the Côte d'Ivoire team as a whole, they are a fairy tale. And then looking at the person who scored the winning goal in the final, his whole his story is a fairy tale after being diagnosed with testicular cancer in 2022. Sebastian Allah stepped up, scored the winning goal for Côte d'Ivoire during the just concluded African tournament. Hmm, fairy tale. Fairy tales do happen in football. Now let's go back to Côte d'Ivoire as a team. This is a team that almost got eliminated during the group stages. They won their first game. Yes, host nation. They played their first game. Won their first game against Guinea-Bissau. Two goals to nil. Went to the second game against the eventual finalists, the Super Eagles of Nigeria. In that game, Nigeria won a penalty scored by William Trustekong, the eventual player of the tournament. Nigeria won by a goal to nil. Then going into the uh, last game, the elephants of Ivory Coast were battered by Equatorial Guinea. They lost 4-0 in front of their own fans, in front of their supporters. That was, I mean, that was the lowest of the low. Everybody had given up on them. Everybody had written them off. Do you get? And then all of a sudden, bam, the first, um, the best loser quota 
is being released. And then, to be honest, Ivory Coast were the only team who merited to qualify. That like, Ivory Coast, Ivory, that Ivory Coast team were the only team that merited to be qualified via best losers. And then they got qualified. <laughs> Fairy Taylor, they got qualified. After being after going a goal down, sorry, before that, they sat their white manager. Yes. And they go, they went for hemisphere. This is a manager that doesn't have uh, doesn't have experience in coaching a senior team side. Yeah. They still approached Avery Renard. If you know, if you are familiar with African football, you're familiar with the name Avery Renard and the face Avery Renard is is a studio winner in African football. They approached Africa Avery Avery Renard, Avery Renard turned them down. Did you get? And they asked to stick with Hemisphere. Hemisphere, what was his name? The name of this, their, their manager, this black manager that won the cup for them. Hemisphere doesn't have any experience coaching a senior team side. He has little experience coaching a youth team side, academy boys. Jiget. Brought him in from France, took over the team, then made significant changes. Jiget. Simon Adigra wasn't part of the team right from start. He was always sitting on the bench. The white manager wasn't using him. I mean, this is an electrifying young winger. Play him in an African tournament. You keep kept him on the bench. All of a sudden, after going a goal down and a man down against Senegal, Simon Adigra was brought in and then he equalized at the death for Cote d'Ivoire. From there, they took it all. They eventually won that game, eliminated the defending champions, went through, and from there, it was just like, that moment was what kickstarted their tournament. Going into the finals against the Super Eagles of Nigeria, who they had lost against 1-0 in the group stages. It was almost like they were the underdogs. Yes, you will see them as favorites in their homes, but the Super Eagles of Nigeria had this defensive, incredible defensive record and as a record of sweeping past opponents, Jigets, not in a very fantastic fashion. But they've swept past all their opponents. And then going into the finals, Nigerian fans will have been relaxed that, oh, we've got this. We were all relaxed that we've got this. But the thing is, we are playing a host nation in the cup final. You should expect the worst. Don't be overconfident. Well, Kotova came into the game, then attacked from minute one till the die to the last to the final whistle. I won't even lie to you. It was just a fairy tale for Cote d'Ivoire, fairy tale for, for Sebastian Ella, fairy tale for Hemispheres. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Congratulations to, um, to Ivorians. Congratulations to the Super Eagles of Nigeria. They've all done well. They've, they did they, well, they even though we have players that didn't turn up throughout the tournament. But that was another discussion on its own. Super Eagles of Nigeria made us proud. At least they gave us something to unify about. Like I always say, football is a game of love, a game of passion, a game of determination. Football unifies people of diverse cultures, language, religion, ethnicity, you get tradition. That's, that's, that was what happened. That was what the Super Eagles of Nigeria gave to us within a very short stint. And then we enjoyed it. Not to lie, we enjoyed it. Even though we're back to our normal lives, we're back to buying fuel at outrageous prices. We are, buy, we are back to buying things at outrageous prices. <laughs> we are back to reality in Nigeria, but kudos to the Super Eagles, kudos to the elephants of Côte d'Ivoire. Yes, fairy tales do happen in football. Don't take it to hearts. We did not win in the final. 
But we played in the final to show that we are the giant of Africa. It was a difficult competition, but we played to the end. So bravo to the Super Eagle. Yes, so we remain the giants of Africa as we would make ourselves believe. Our, um, going away from that, I quickly want to talk on Alexi Wobi and all this cyberbullying issue. And uh, most importantly, I will talk about his performance at AFCON. It will be very um, dishonest side of me if I say I wasn't disappointed by Alexi Wobi's performance during this just concluded AFCON tournament. I mean, even by his own standard, Alex Wobi didn't perform to an to expectation. Even by his own standard, he had a very poor tournament. Yeah, even though he had games like the Cameroon game, he was in there. He was, he was, he was kind of, he was kind of presence. I felt, I felt his presence in the Cameroon game, probably because we dominated the midfield. You get, and then I think his poor performance might have been as a result of the setup of the coach, Jose Paisero has come off to everyone as a defensive-minded manager. Nigeria didn't go to the AFCON to play attacking football. We also, it was evident. It was against Cameroon. We had total control of the game. From the first game against Equatorial Guinea, we, we controlled most part of the game. But we barely controlled the midfield. We were just missing chances upon chances. And this is where I come in with. There were other players at the AFCON. I also had... A bad tournament, a bad run of games. The top three players we had, the top three performances we had in this half call were Stanley Wambali, William Trustekong, and Olai, you know. No, there's a three. We had up to five, sorry. Adewola Lukman, exceptional player, understanding footballer. I mean, Alex Wobis, on, on Alex, Alex Wobis' path, it was a poor tournament, poor out, poor out in. For him and the fans too, the supporters, because... This is who you are. We know we know you to have played football at the highest level. And then when you come to the national team, and then we are seeing the performances, it is gives us a doubt. And then people keep on asking, why does Ali, Alex Wobi keep getting called up to the national team? Because I wouldn't lie to you, this is not the first time Alex Wobi would have a poor outing in, in the Super Eagles jersey. So people keep, keep, people keep asking, why does Alex Wobi keep getting called up into the national team when we have loads of talent across the Nigeria Professional Football League? That aside, the other aspect is Alex Wobi is Okuja's <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is Okuja's nephew. People want to hold you to the standard of you are related to JJ Okuja, like the almighty JJ Okuja. You are related to him, and then they want to see glimpses of the fact that you are related to Okuja. That's it's a very dumb way to think, to be honest. Well, at least as a midfielder, you should be able to have dictate the tempo of a game. Almost all the games in this tournament, by the Cameroon game, so it's almost like Alex Wobi was a passenger. He didn't have an entirely bad tournament, but this is his performance resulting in this Afghan tournament was kind of me being honest is bang average. If I keep on going about Alex Wobi, I might come off to some people as insensitive or, I don't know, or being too harsh. But the truth is just the truth. Constructive criticism matters a lot. And as a footballer, I should be able to take criticism. Do you get me? Um, In the final match, Alex Wobi wasn't that poor. But the presence wasn't there. Nigeria lost total control of the midfield. Frank Oyeka, um, Alex Wobi, 
And then who is the other person? The, the, the coaching setup is even a fault. Is is at fault to, to to an extent. And I think most of the blame should be on Ose Pacero's system, Ose Pacero's tactics with the team, rather. I, I mean, if I keep going on about Alex, it will be like I said, I will come off to some people as insensitive, to most people as insensitive or something. But then I'm against cyberbullying. Yeah. But I don't even know the the bullying people are talking about now. I've not seen the bullying in 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 full HD. I'm just I'm I'm still I'm still like this is normal things that footballers get week in, week out. Yeah. Footballers get called out for poor performances week in, week out. Yes, Nigeria has performed well at the AFCON. So prime, so they surpassed people's ex- expectation, finishing um, finishing second place. Yes, wonderful. But players get called out for poor performances every time. Every match game, we had players being called out. And they still turn up in the next game and drop a 101% of them on the pitch. Even if the 101% it's not going to be enough for the to the satisfaction of the fans. So if it satisfied the coach, Alex Wobi had a poor Afcon 2023 tournament. To be honest, let's call a speed a speed. But yes, we are against cyberbullying. We are against um, 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 abuse on social media. But football. But I'm, I'm I'm here to tell you that footballers get through week in week out. And to me, Alex Wobi is not even. Is is even is even being pampered because all the things I've seen, I, there's nothing like traits. Nigerians are just using it to just pass out their frustration. Not on only only Alex Wobi. I had I've seen posts criticizing Victor Simon. I've seen posts. I've seen posts stating abuse directed at um Ola. You know Ola. You know had a very wonderful tournament, but the final game where he will add issues dealing with um, the electrifying Simon Adingra. Ola, you know, had a very good outing at the tournament, at the AFCON tournament. Then the final, he was he was completely outplayed by Simon Andringra. He couldn't undo his um, um Andringra's agility, his energy, his pace, and all. Ola, you know, had a poor final game. But that, he had a very wonderful AFCON tournament. Now, Nigeria lost the final. And then I saw posts on social media directed curse words at Ola, you know. Even cost words from the Bible. Why has Ola Ino not come out to say his contemplating retirement? Why has he not gone to social media to delete all his posts? Even Ola Ino put out a post in support of Alex Iwobi. As a footballer, an African footballer like that, your mental, your mental strength matters a lot to everyone. The harsh reality in Nigeria at the moment has made football unite so many people. Football has unified, football unified all of us. We did in short thing, like I said earlier. We did a short stint. And then we were all put all our hopes on the team to win on Sunday night. And then when we see footballers dropping performances not up to expectation, performances not up to satisfaction, fans are meant to get frustrated. This there were fans that, that paid that, that paid expensive flight tickets down to um Abidjan just to watch the Super Eagles play. And then you give me that kind of performance. You expect me not to be angry. No now. No, you should. For every action, there's always an equal and opposite reaction. Also, to avoid my opinion being shoved down people's throats concerning this Alex Iwobi issue, I approached the one of my crew members to give me his honest opinion about Alex Iwobi's performance in the tournament and this cyberbullying issue. Let's listen to what he had to say. And firstly, let me talk about Iwobi's performance at the AFCON. Well, for me, he wasn't really there to find space to receive ball from the defenders. It wasn't open to even like try to find space to receive ball and try to like 
take charge of that midfield. Although Nigerians were mostly defending from the beginning of the AFCON to the finals. And mind you, he, he also made mention of it himself that he was instructed to try as much as possible to take charge of the game. He was instructed to take charge and control the game. But I believe he did not do so well in the assignments. But that should not be the reason for for him to be dragged like we he, people just nigerians are fond of looking for who to put the blame on nigerians are fond of or fond of looking for whom to put the blame on because this should be a collective responsibility and it should not just be pushed on it will be alone because he wasn't the only one on the team let us not forget that our great usime our great Osime, fearless, strong, and was determined throughout the AFCON, also made a lot of mistakes at the beginning or at the group stage. He made a lot of mistakes, like if from start, he actually had the highest big chances missed. He had, I think, five or six big chances missed. So for him to make that number of mistakes, why was he not dragged? Although he also still performed, why was he not also dragged? And let us not forget, even the responsibility of taking charge and being in control of the game was not only for Iwobi. Oyeka was also supposed to assist in trying to take charge of the art of the military. So it was not only Osime that I've been sorry, it was not only Iwobi that should be blamed. But that's what he gets when you're a great player because i believe he's, he's a great player and he's still going to be continue to be a great player but it's just so sad for him to for him to experience what he's experiencing at the moment the cyber bullying should not be like that but it is what it is i believe he will be has a, a lot of great things to accomplish for the super egos so you should not just because of what is happening at the moment not see the future and and i want to believe that he's not going to end his international career at the moment because of what is going on it's just a fluke and because of emotions and what is happening at the moment and i be and i believe so much that he's still going to come back and let us just believe that everything's going to be well with him but nigeria should stop this setting people up for dragging is not good but one love for it will be and i believe i believe against bounce back and i wish super goes well in um, in upcoming games and and i also want to believe that we'll, we'll come back strong to win this afcon by the grace of god thank you i'm sorry if i've come out been to ash against alex will be but the truth needs to be told yeah even though we start with him no cost words directed at him, no threats. Nigeria should do better. Yes, I agree with the fact that Nigeria should do better. It should know how to at least celebrate them because I would like to you, every super ego player that played at this tournament is a national hero. Every one of them, but every one of them, to be honest. Zaido Sanusi also had a kind of lukewarm of it by lukewarm performances in the tournament. He is a natural national hero. Stanley Wabali, national hero. Um, Semia Jai, William Truster Kong, Kenneth Omero, Ahmed Musa that he didn't play. That, that's to say it. Even those that didn't play, I didn't get to play in this African tournament. They were on the bench. They were on the bench. They are all national heroes. Let's, let, let us be proud of them. Let us um, 
at least share them on. We still have AFCON 2025 coming up next year. We are all we just need to do now is go back to the drawing board. What's we'll say Paisero, if it's going to continue or whoever their manager they are going to bring in, let them go back to the drawing board. Reschedule. If we already know that this is the way you want to set up your team, like Ose Pasero now, we already know this is the way you want to set up your team. Then keep on, keep up with that tempo. Team these players together. Let them keep playing together. Incorporate new faces. I mean, better incorporate new legs, better legs that can that can push it that with energy and agility. We should have wingers like Simon and Dugra in the Nigerian Professional Football League. Simon Chuko is a disappointed me. I'm... I'm so highly disappointed in Samuel Chukweze in this tournament. I've always, I've always been though because this Samuel Chukweze that played for Nigeria Super Eagles in the 2019 Afcon, I'm yet to see him again. He's been nowhere to be found. Moses um, Simon, oh, I shouldn't um, keep saying much about our wingers, but um, Ademola Lukman, we had, we had a wonderful tournament though. Yeah, even though we started on the wrong foot, nobody expected Nigeria to qualify for the final to get into the finals. The, we, we already thought we were going to lost, uh, lose out at the round of 16 or just before the semi-finals and then despite goes proved us wrong and then they proved super but out of four thou to the uh, to, uh, to, to, to the better team in the final game um let's also keep this team together keep working on them build on this foundation that you've laid this is the way you want to play this is the structure of the team yes we now know keep keep up with it let's go back Qualify for next Afcon in Morocco. Possibly we can win it. Yes, if you believe you can achieve. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Moving away from that Afcon issue, I just want to talk on Manchester United. And then, if I'm in Manchester United at this moment, I'll be proud of the development I've seen in the past couple of games. I mean, Manchester United's last four games have been wins all through. Three back to back wins, three consecutive wins in the Premier League. I mean, a win in the FA Cup, and bam, the, the team is back together. I think the the return of Casemiro has already already added a flavor to the way they play. Manchester United now has a very different outlook. I mean, I'm impressed. Danacho, Rasmus Island. Yeah, about Rasmus Island, I said something. The day he scored his first goal in the Premier League, I said something. I said, now he is off the mark. He will keep scoring game after game, and then he has not proved, proved me wrong. Rasmus Oiland is wonderful, a wonderful striker. Um, we've had, we've had um, other players too. Um, Mark Tomine, this guy is just like the cornerstone. Like this guy is just, he's just Mark Tomine is the stone that has been, um, that's been for him, that's been dejected, that keeps coming up to be the precious stone that wins games for them. See, he's, this is super sub instinct is still there and it keeps popping up. Um. On different occasions, um, to be honest, I'm, I'm so, I was surprised for you to see him come in again and then pull the winner against Aston Villa in their last Premier League game. The Champions League is back also. Uh, man. <laughs> I do not even want to talk about the Champions League. Let me just talk about Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich lost to Bayern Leverkusen at, over the course of the weekend. Three goes to nil. Now... Shabi Alonso's Bayer Leverkusen has gone five points clear at the top of the Bundesliga standing. For the first time in probably 11 years, yeah, for the first time in 12 years, Bayern Munich are looking like 
they are going to end the season without a trophy. Is this a hurricane course or this is Thomas Tuchel's fault? <laughs> because we all know the story of hurricane and trophies. And then Thomas Tuchel, since he took over at Bayern Munich, has been horrible. It has been terrible. By their standard, Thomas Tuchel has been, has been very, very poor. I mean, Julian Naguzma was doing, was doing great. And then he was suddenly sacked, probably because he couldn't have media and all. Yeah, I had in Thomas Tuchel, Champions League winner with Chelsea. I mean, two-time Champions League finalist, back-to-back. And then, he comes in into a Bayern Munich team, a very, very terrifying team in Europe, across Europe, a very well-feared team across Europe. Get into the team and then you've turned the team to um, a team that anyone, everyone wants to play against. Everyone wants to beat them because Bayern Munich has been horrible. Their last game in the Champions League ended in defeat um, at Lazio. I mean, what is wrong exactly with Bayern Munich? I would like you to drop your thoughts um, at the comment section, at the opinion box of this um, episode. Just tell me, what do you think is going on with Bayern Munich? What do you think is the problem? Is it Hurricane's um, cause <laughs> or is it Thomas Tuchel's fault? Next up, I want to talk about Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. I mean... As for, as for Chelsea fans, I don't know what to say. It has always been this case of inconsistency. How would you lose? Um, Chelsea was on a good run of form. And then all of a sudden, they played Liverpool. Bow. 4-1 loss. Then you go again. Against Wolverhampton Wanderers. You lost. Four goes to two. Yes. Yes. See, when Chelsea played these games, you see... There's a very, very, very embarrassing look. There's this embarrassing performance. There's this embarrassing display you see from the players. I mean, back-to-back games in the Premier League. Considered eight goals. Four games, four goals in each game. Disappointing. Appalling. What is the manager doing? I mean, too much inconsistency. And then you go all of a sudden to Aston Villa in the FA Cup replay. You beat them at home. Took total, the total dominance of the game. And in my own opinion... Chelsea went exceptional in that game. Aston Villa were just poor. Because it has it has been evident in their recent run of games, their recent results, Aston Villa, Aston Villa has been poor. You get Chelsea took control of that game because Aston Villa were poor all round. To be honest with you, the game against Crystal Palace, it was almost looking like, yes, this is the normal Chelsea. Back to their, back to their inconsistent ways, back to their lackluster, like identical football way of football, passing the ball around without attempting to get a new squad. I mean, there's a lot of issues going on with this Chelsea team. And then I'm beginning to have doubts about the the the, the, the quality, the ability of the players they brought in um, from different aspects with over £1 billion spent. I mean, Pochettino is not, it's not like he's been, he's been too, 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 too lenient with these players. It's like, it's more like he's clueless at times because he has only one approach to the game. And whenever that doesn't work, he just sits back. He doesn't know what to do again. I mean, Post should do better and um, Chelsea should do better just to make their fans happy. It is getting more, more and more embarrassing every day. Where all they say, don't worry and be happy. Because every little thing is going to be alright. Yes, Chelsea. <laughs> Moving on to Arsenal. Wow. Wonderful. Please, wherever you are listening to me, let me give a round of applause to Mikel Ateta and this Arsenal boys. I mean, a big, a big, Kudos 
to Arsenal to the Gunners. I mean, you battered the whole West Ham. Almighty West Ham. Six goals to nil. I mean, if it were to be Arsenal versus, if it was to be West Ham versus Chelsea that day, you would have seen West Ham, a West Ham victory at full time, man. You went to the Olympic Stadium, West Ham home, in front of their fans, and beat them six goals to nil. Ha! That is, where's your conscience, Mikel Adeta? Where's your conscience? And you kept demanding more from your players. You can't, <laughs> Jesus Christ. How can you be so, so, so wicked? That's, that's what they call callousness, man. I mean, well, that, it was a wonderful display. If you, if you watch that game, you would enjoy football. It was a wonderful display from Arsenal. West Ham, they didn't know what it's there. They were just, they were completely outplayed, outclassed, massacred in front of their own fans. It was so embarrassing. If I was a West Ham fan that day, I'd be so embarrassed. And I guess they were all so embarrassed. And as an Arsenal fan, you should be so, so proud of your team. They are back into the title race. No contest about this. They are back into the title race. Liverpool stays on top for now. And Manchester City also. It is, it has, it is now a triple threat race to the Premier League title now. Because, I mean, Aston Villa started the season well. Now, they are, it's, like they are, it's looking like they are beginning to find their position. I mean, it is, this is the Premier League. <laughs> it is now time to separate the boys from the men. Do you get mm-hmm. Manchester United back at sixth position, a sixth position when it looked like they were almost dropping, even it looked like they were going to tenth position as at um as at January, first game in January. I mean, congratulations to all these teams. Chelsea needs to do better. They still need to do more and more work because Chelsea doesn't look, it doesn't strike me as a team, a very, a very serious team at this moment. The next game in the Premier League, that's Chelsea. Is against Manchester City. I don't know what to expect, but we do know what to expect. We already know what to expect from that game. As a Chelsea fan, I'm telling you, I'm not hyped. I'm not. I'm not interested. I do not want to see that game. <laughs> but as a football fan, yes, I have to experience and I have to see whatever is going to happen. I know we are going to be battered, so I'm not expecting anything special from Chelsea Football Club. Well, moving away from that, I want to talk about the La Liga. Omo. Or more, when they say they are separating the boys from the men, it has started already. And um, Girona, kudos to them, kudos to them, kudos to them, because nobody expected this pull up from them. Yeah, kudos to Girona. But you can see that um, Keken will be. I'm sorry. When they say when they say Ugogorono be vodka, she gets <laughs> Ugogorono be vodka <laughs> because. This you have to sit down and ask what what else they say. I mean, look at Real Madrid, look at Girona. Real Madrid are back on top of the La Liga standing. I think this should should this should be no surprise. Even after Girona starting the season wonderfully well, just that all oh, man away this season, Girona has been outclassed, totally blown away by Real Madrid. And it is it is it is it is no surprise to be honest. It's just that this Girona yeah, this Girona team is just a bunch of new guys together. Comparing them to this Real Madrid, they've always been, Real Madrid has always been a top club. Even when they are not performing well, they always find a way, they always get results, they grant results out. They've always been a top club. I think there's this identity with them. The identity is just with Real Madrid. It's just with them, not with any player. They just have this identity. The history, the the experiences, I mean, the, 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 the history already makes them 
better than any other team in La Liga. And then, pam, 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 putting goals past Girona, like it wasn't this same Girona that defeated Barcelona at home at um, Atletico Madrid in their home. I mean, it is just, well, it is just, it just the difference. There's difference in class, difference in levels. I mean, I'm so, 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 so proud of Girona, to be honest. No, no, no reason to be disappointed in them. And then kudos to Real Madrid and then kudos to Real Madrid fans. This is fans going out with Maxi. So I'm going to kind of talk about each top club. Moving to Barcelona. Oh, well, before I move to Barcelona, I can't want to brush on Jude Bellingham. In my opinion, Jude Bellingham is winning the Bundesliga player of the year this season. That's my opinion. I'm, I've given you a piece of my opinion. That's what I think. Jude Bellingham has been wonderful. He has been phenomenal. I mean, he should be the he should be the best under 22 player this season so far. I mean, and me, my opinion, in my, my thought is he should be winning the Bundesliga player of the season comfortably this time out. If eventually Real Madrid gets to win the Bundesliga, even if they don't get to win the, the La Liga, sorry, even if they don't get to win the La Liga title, Jude Bellingham should comfortably be named player of the season. Now moving on to Barcelona. I don't know what is what is wrong with Barcelona. I don't know the exact problem, <laughs> the exact issue. I wouldn't call it this a coaching problem. Do you get? We all know Barcelona has a problem, um, has a financial problem at the moment. And it has always been this way. They can't even get players in. They can't get players in. Now, these players are these players that the manager has been left to utilize with um the manager has been left to utilize. Xavi has always been trying his best. He's been doing his best. The truth is, you can't give what you don't have. You can't do more than yourself. This is Xavi. This is someone who won the La Liga title last season. And then this season has started. I don't know why Barcelona fans are angry. I don't know why the media are after Xavi. This is a complete... This is totally an administrative problem. In my opinion, this is totally an administration problem. Xavi Hernandez has little or no blame out of this because they can't get players in, no money. Now they can't get players out because when you get these players out, what are those are going to bring in? I mean, you need to sell players, but you can't bring players in. So the coach is at is at a tight corner. He just needs to utilize what is left with. I mean, as for players on loan, even at some point they can't even bring players in for on loan again because. We are not going to see wages to pay them. I mean, Barcelona is, is um, in my opinion, the manager is it's an administration problem. Even it has been, um, Xavi Hernandez has announced that he's going to resign at the, he's going to leave at the end of the season. I feel so bad for him because he is, this is a club legend. He's come back, won the La Liga for them, was celebrated all round last season, and now he's, he's all of a sudden been been villainized by the by the fan base. I think Barcelona fans should kind of reason and should think and then reason better. Just endure for the moment. At least yours is not as bad as Chelsea's, man. You guys are still, you guys are still fourth on the La Liga table. Where's Chelsea in Premier League? Well, moving away from Chelsea, moving away from La Liga, moving away from anything else. Congratulations to Qatar for winning the Asian Cup. Surprise, surprise. I mean. <laughs> We all should be surprised because I was surprised. Like, ah, Qatar of all teams winning the Asian Cup. What happened to Japan? What happened to South Korea? I mean, 
what happened to these teams that Qatar had to win the Asian Cup? We are all of a sudden, this is football. This is football is full of surprises. And then congratulations to them. Congratulations to Ivory Coast once again. Congratulations to all my fans. To me, because I'm back. It's fans corner. With Maxio. Thank you very much for, for being there, for always being there. Thanks to the people that have always asked about me. And then, yes, I'm, big, I'm giving a special shout out to my guy. He is a sure Jesse plug. His name is Ola the Jesse Guy. You can follow him on Twitter at the Jesse Guy on Twitter. You get he's he's, he's he's a wonderful guy, he's a wonderful G. Throughout the AFCON tournament, he, he was doing a random giveaway stuff and then he would ask people to retweet them, retweet his post. You get if Nigeria eventually wins a game, he's going to pick a lucky winner. And then I'm happy to announce to you that I am one of the lucky winners. I won <laughs> I think I won what is Jesse after the Cameroon game because I just reposted for wider publicity. And then Nigeria won the game against Cameroon, two goals to nil. I just went to Twitter and I saw my guy don't tag me, say, congratulations. Yo. Ah, see, I hate me win Nigeria, Jesse. Wow. Thank you so much, Ola. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you so much for all the support. Thank you so much for always checking on me and asking when Fast Corner with Maxi will be back. Thank you a lot for the gift. I appreciate And then, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to implore you to get a jersey because if you don't have a jersey and you support a particular club, it means you, you, you if you don't have the, the, the club's jersey, it means you're a plastic fan. I mean, you need to do better, please. Do better. Patronize Ola. I'll be putting out his details in subsequent um in subsequent episodes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. Keep streaming Fans Corner with Maxi on Spotify um, podcast. Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Thank you so much once again. I'm your sincerely Maxi the good guy, but you can call me Maxi for shorts. <laughs>